0: welcome to the essence of life podcast i am Natisha ali grant here to help you live the abundantly balanced life a false balance is an abomination unto god and getting wisdom which is the respect and acknowledging of the lord along with understanding is the true key to successfully navigating this life so tune in daily for this wisdom and inspiration with new episodes Mondays and Fridays and let's balance your spirituality, health, relationships, finance, and personal development. C'est bon? Sounds good. I am so excited to announce that we are clocking down in just a few days to October 14th when we will be celebrating one year of podcasting. If you have not subscribed or joined my Facebook page, Netisha Ali Grants The Essence of Life Podcast, yes I know it's long, you better go over to Facebook now, check the page, follow it, like the page and be a part of this event i want to share it with all my essence listeners make sure you go ahead on facebook right now yes go ahead look for the page netisha ali grants the essence of life podcast like the page follow the page and look forward to this live facebook event i know i have not been doing a lot of videos but i'm going to be live on that day to celebrate with you to show my appreciation to you. And also you may just win a prize. You may get something from me. I might give away something or some things who knows. All right. So be sure to check it out on Facebook. Netisha Ali grants the essence of life podcast. Go ahead there now and become a part of our connection on social media. Sebang, sounds good. Welcome back everybody to the Essence of Life podcast. Always a pleasure to welcome you back on the show. In this episode, we are going to be talking about teaching others how to treat you. This is something that is so important and it is so critical in this day and age because it helps us to be able to understand how we can have better relationships with ourselves and better relationships with each other. So let's get directly into this one. I like to speak about my experience on my last job, the last place of employment that I was at. A lot of people who actually know me will know exactly where I'm talking about, and I have come clean with this story in my book, my first book, Walking a Two-Way Street. You should definitely grab a copy of it if you have not gotten one yet. This book is going now on Amazon for just $10. And if you are in Antigua, you could get it for 50 EC dollars. So make sure that you grab a copy of my book. As I continue into this episode and I make reference to my previous job, It brings a lot of insight to my life. So I got this job and a few years in, it got to a place where I started understanding that the way in which I was being treated was not the way I would love to be treated. Uh, A lot of times I was belittled, a lot of times I was looked down upon, a lot of times I was chastised. And the interesting thing about it, it was not by the parents because I was a teacher, it was not by my students, but rather it was by the administration on the job. And the journey got even worse when I became a new convert. So I was a Catholic at first, practiced the Catholic religion, And then somewhere along my spiritual journey, God ministered to me and he wanted me to go a bit deeper than that. And once I began to convert into my new journey, the intensity of how I was treated intensified. It got even greater. So there were instances, for example, I remember I was teaching religion because I was once a Catholic and I was teaching at a Catholic school, so I was allowed to teach religion and... Being the teacher that I am, I like to be innovative. I like to get students to get more involved and to see the realistic aspect of their lesson. So in the religion textbook, there are scripture verses. So I said to the students as an assignment to bring their little New Testaments or their Bibles to class and we were going to practice something called memory verses. So when we got the text from the religion books in school, you know i would tell the students okay so this is going to be our memory verse we're going to try to find it in the bible the first person to get it and i turned it into a game and the students were having so much fun and what was such a joy for me and my class turned to be something sour because I was actually under a radar. Every single thing I did was looked upon and it was an excuse on opportunity for the administration to come down on me. So the next thing I know, I am in the principal's office. I get to have a meeting with the principal and a member of the school board. I have been teaching at that school for years and I've never had a meeting with a member of the school board but in this instance I did and this is what happens I am being told that I told the students do not bring back their religion textbooks to school only bring their bibles because this is what I was going to be teaching from and you can imagine the shock on my face when I heard this crazy thing because I'm just looking at the principal I was like what I am in no position Even though I may have some rebellious parts in me, I am in no position as a teacher at a school without consultation with the leaders to tell the students that they are not allowed to bring a religion textbook that the school has designated to be used. So it was such a shocking revelation for me. It was interesting for them to come up with something like that, among many other little things, that whatever complaints that they had about me. And then they said... After the meeting, they said, from this day, you will no longer be teaching religion. And I'm just like, yay. It's not like you guys are hurting me because that's one less subject for me to teach, which is one less subject for me to do lesson planning. And it was actually a good thing because as a child of God, I was still teaching and i still had the opportunity to tell the children about jesus whether or not i was teaching them religion class so that didn't even win for them it was a win for me and another instance that i can remember specifically is i had a student a boy uh, in my class and he did not like reading and His mom, there's a boat that comes to the Caribbean called the Logos Hope Boat. And his mom got him this book on the boat called Daily Devotions for Boys. And he would come to school with it and he had an interest in that book. So in the mornings when we would have our class assemblies instead of an entire school assembly... I would take the, I would have him go up to the front because it was really short. The devotions were really short, which is amazing because we know most boys, no kind of sexist comment here, but we know our boys usually are not liking to read and that's something we need to work on. So it was very short and I liked that and he liked it and I realized that he gravitated towards reading these few short sentences. So what I did was I encouraged him to come up to the front of the class and to share that little devotion in the morning with the rest of the class. And the students loved it. He loved it. And what I was doing is using that as an opportunity to get my students to read. And there was a morning that I came to school late So my class who was accustomed to going up to the front and doing it like a routine, they went ahead and they did it in the presence of the vice principal. And by the time I got to school that morning, here I am again in the principal's office and I'm confused, why am I here? You know, I swear I was one of the students getting in trouble all the time. And when I went into the office, the vice principal is saying to me, why is it that you are making the children read from this book when we have a designated calendar of scriptures that the Catholic Church has put together for every single day? Why didn't you just take a scripture from that and have the children read that? And I was just like, oh my God, I could not be more baffled by... The manner in which she chose to perceive what was happening and turn it into something religious when it was simply a teacher seizing an opportunity to help a child to read. And there were many other instances that I would have been called to the principal's office for simple things such as these. And it brought me to a place where I realized that there was a light upon me and I was doing so much because even the parents would say to me, you you have so much going on for you. You could do so much. You're so innovative. I love your style. But I was very humble because I'm like, what is it that they're talking about? I'm just being a teacher. But there was something more in me. And I assume also that the leadership would have seen that and they were just not having it. And at some point in my life, I started to feel very uncomfortable in the place. And I went before God and I said, Lord, I don't know how to teach these people how to treat me. But I definitely know that I am not appreciated in this place because everything is done to make me feel unappreciated and uncomfortable by the leadership. I know the students love me. They showed me that they loved me. They showed me that they appreciated me. They did surprise birthday parties for me. I mean, although that was beneficial to them as well. But you get the point. They did all of that good stuff. The parents also did the same, but the administration tend to have this particular issue with me. And I got to the point where I knew it was time for me to leave. And with that being said, I want to share with us in this episode that there are times when we really have to understand and teach people how they should treat us. What is the importance of that? Because if they do not learn and if they're refusing to do it, then you need to excuse yourself from their presence. And as we get into this episode of how we should teach others to treat us, I just want to read this scripture for us from Luke chapter 6. And I'm going to read from verse 27 to 31. And Jesus is talking and he's saying to love your enemies. He says, but to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. And in verse 31, he ends by saying, do to others as you would have them do to you. Do to others as you would have them do to you. And that is so important. We want people to understand that I want to be treated by you in the way that you would want me to treat you. And I think that if a lot of us understood that specific. Principle from the Bible that we would truly treat each other better because if you realize that the manner in which I'm treating a person is how I would like to be treated, then perhaps if it comes from that place, you would treat the person with a lot more respect. And with that, we want to talk about earning respect and giving respect. So a lot of times we hear people say respect is earned, respect is earned. And a lot of people say respect is also given. And that is so important. If you think of some movies randomly that you have watched, where there's a character who goes into the prison what is one of the first thing that character has to do in prison as fresh meat? Remember, the other prisoners do not know who he or she is. So they must now earn their respect. They must now earn their space and to show the others who they are. And based on that, that is how they will be treated. So if this prisoner presents themselves as a little softy, then there will be a pushover. They will be the ones who are told to go get me my jello or you give me your jello and whatever that situation is. So what happens is that the tough prisoners who are newbies, they come and they put up a good fight, they beat somebody up, maybe they pick the whoever the head is at the time and they beat that person up and then they become the head. And in that situation, that scenario, they have taught the other prisoners how to treat them. Another example is with your children or teachers as well. Going back to my story, When I started teaching, I had to establish authority in my classroom. I had to teach my students how to treat me. I had to teach them how to respect me as their teacher. And one of the ways I had to do that is by showing my authoritative figure. But another way I had to do it also is by going down to my students level and helping them to know that I understand who they are as well. And parents do the same thing with their children. You do not teach your children to respect you by being their friend only. You also teach them to respect you by helping them to understand that I am the one who is in control of your life, at least until you're 18. And I am the authoritative figure who is assigned by God, co-parenting with God to give you guidance into raising you until you are able to do it on your own. So it's important for us to, when we meet someone, especially for the first time to a part of our introduction and our purpose in having a relationship with that person is to teach them from the beginning how you should be treated and I know a lot of us hear about first impressions that is so important because you have to help people to understand this is how you get treated. As a pastor's wife, there are many times where persons have come to our ministry and they have misinterpreted who I am as a person. They'll be like, oh, she's a bully or she was rough with me and things like that. Trust me, little old me, little young me <laughs> have had comments like that from people because a pastor, a prophet rather, came into the church and he said, people misunderstand you because you are a no-nonsense person. And yes, I can be subtle and yes, I can be extremely kind, but I know when to draw the line and let people know, excuse me, i need to be respected in the same way with your relationship let's say it's a love relationship that you're getting into there are still grounds that you have to lay there are deal breakers that you have to lay down hey this is who i am this is what i stand for and i am not going to be bending that if you would like to be in communion and relationship with me this is the ground rule this is how it's going to work and let's take it a little deeper our relationship with God. God ought to be respected. God ought to be feared. And a lot of people think that when we say fear of God, it means that we have to be trembling and being afraid. No, that fear that is referred to means respect, respect for God. And one of the things I want to point out to us is before you can teach anybody how to respect you, you need to know how to respect yourself. You need to also know what is respectful for yourself, how you accept to be treated and what you do not accept, then you can proceed to teach somebody else how to do it to you. I mean, for example, you cannot teach something that you do not know. Now, can you? So in order for you to know that this is how I am going to accept respect from somebody, you need to take some time again with yourself. And I always encourage people to do this. And the best way to start is to have a relationship with God Allow him to teach you how you should be treated women in particular you are a gem to god you are fearfully and wonderfully made he loves you with the deepest form of love and because he does he wants you to be treated with the same love and respect that's why god doesn't give you any random husband because he wants to give you one who is able to give you the love and respect that he can give you who is he's able to use to give you that love and respect and it's the same thing for men our men the one of the greatest things for our men, and I know you guys are going to agree with me, is for them to be respected. Men do not want love. They want respect. And the best way to love him is to respect him. And how do you do that? You don't go trying to be dramatic against your spouse or your partner, your male partner in public. That is one of the things men want to know that they are the leader, they are the head, they have that thing where you don't want to be like, I'm appeasing your ego, but you want to give them that respect, especially in public. Just a little throw in there for you. So when you have established within yourself, this is how I want to be treated. This is who I am this is what I consider to be respect, then you can go forth and help other people to understand that this is how you would like to be treated as well. And you also will take the time out to try to understand other people around you who needs that type of respect as well and be like, okay, teach me how to respect you, help me to understand you and how to respect you as a person. All right. And then you make a decision on, okay, this is what I'm going to accept. And this is what I am not going to accept. I hope this episode blesses you. I want to thank all my listeners so much. I sent out a circular and I asked a little memo and I asked everybody about the podcast and the time frame and everybody was like, It doesn't matter to us because the content is so good. And I want you to know that this made me very happy. I want to pray and continue to produce great content that will change your life and transform it and help you to become better. See you next time on the Essence of Life podcast. Seba, sounds good. Whether you're on your daily commute, at the gym, or doing your chores, tune in to the Essence of Life podcast for great inspirational life lessons and learn just why you should have a personal relationship with your Creator. Relationships run the world, make sure you're in the right ones. I am Natisha Ali Grant, citizen of the Kingdom of Heaven, wife of a spirited pastor, worship leader, mother, and content creator. I partner with my husband to manage our church in All Saints Antigua while creating inspirational and educational content. I inspire others through my blog, Young and Christian, and my podcast, The Essence of Life. Recently published my first book and in the process of writing another. I have also been an educator for over 15 years and now run my own academy, providing a range of services such as proofreading, English courses, lesson plans, curriculum guides, and reading classes. If you like this show, why not get connected as it's only going to get bigger. bon sounds good.